live that took a while to fire up doesn't normally happen that way but there we go all right so this show title is why women quit dating we've got three interesting examples this is episode 61 of the unplugged alpha podcast series make sure you hit the like button if you've just arrived and watching live and uh, i'll be dropping the uh call and q a link for you guys um about halfway through the show once we get through all the stuff so you can have your questions ready and hop into some questions, man. All right. A little uh, distracted here. I was, uh, watch- <laughs> I was watching a Jay Leno's Garage video on this modified McLaren 720. I'm like, oh, shit, I got to go live. So here we are. All right. I got my articles queued up. Um, there's three of them. First one is, title is, I'm still single, but this is why I'm quitting dating. Uh, this woman named Gilly. Uh, dating apps like Tinder, Hinge, Forever, etc. The next one we're going to hop into is uh, a woman that says, I'm a single mom and nobody will ever come before my kids. And the third one is a chick that looks like she's charging guys a D-bag tax. Up to $3,000, in fact, uh, is her strategy to get out of the dating seat. But anyway, let's, uh, let's throw this up on the screen for you guys so you can uh, see what's going on. Share screen, window, tab, and let's see if that works. That's good. That's good. We're good in the head. Audio is good. You guys can hear me all right. Let me know in the chat if I'm too low. I can turn up the mic a little bit, but this should should do the trick. All right. So uh, first one we've got here is Gilly Malinsky, who is uh, frustrated and quitting. I always like to consider the source whenever I have an opportunity to take a look at an article. So this links me to her uh, Twitter. This is Gilly here. Uh, another easy way to check out what you're looking at is just hit the media tab on Twitter and you usually see some photographs. So nothing uh, spectacular, obviously, but, uh, you know, somebody would uh, obviously have an interest. Um, so let's get into what she says. She says, in April, I made a decision. I deleted Hinge. Uh, it was the last of the dating apps left on my phone. So in addition to Hinge, I've tried Tinder, Bumble, The League. If you're not familiar, I think The League is the one where um, you have to qualify to get in. It's uh, like a high status account, uh, dating account. I'm not sure how she'd qualify for that as a writer, though, but I guess it's got to be high status for dudes, women, you know, just come on in. Uh, J-Date, and I've spent uh, likely hundreds of hours scouring them in hopes of finding that coveted long-term relationship. But I'm still single and I'm so tired. What a first, let's cut this up a little bit here. What at first seemed like a fun, low stakes way to engage with the wild world of dating turned into a frustrating and soul sucking chore. Well, does that sound familiar to you guys? I've heard you guys say that quite a bit. Uh, After five fruitless years, I'll only be dating in the real world from now on. Okay. Her success rate is only 4%, which to be honest with you, I mean, if you're like, if you're a dude and you're a seven out of 10, 4% 4% is a good success rate. Um, you're a 9 or a 10 guy, you're going to have a much higher success rate because that's those are all the guys that all the women want. Um, but this, I don't know. You guys rate her. You guys rate her in the comments. You tell me what you think she is. 
Uh, that's obviously one of the better photographs of her because the ones that we were looking on the Twitter timeline, they they just didn't pack the same punch. Um, so, 4% success rate. I really didn't dive until 2017 when I decided to give Tinder a month-long trial. I packed in two to three dates a week over the course of a month. At the time, the whole thing was pretty novel and exciting. Who are these strangers making passes on my phone? So I decided to keep going over the last five years. So she's been on five years. I've been on five years, 50 dates. That doesn't add up. If she's doing three dates a week, let's do the math here. She's lying already. Times 52. That's 156 dates a year times five years. That's 780 dates if, if, if she's doing three a week for five years. So over the last five years, I've been at least 50 dates with 50 different guys. I think I clicked with maybe five of them and ended up dating two for several months. Wait, did she say she talked to three guys a week or had three dates a week? I packed in two to three dates a week over the course of a month. <laughs> okay, well, maybe she only had one good month. Anyway, um, then I think I clicked to maybe five of them, ended up dating two for several months, okay? If we take the latter to be a success, that's a 4% uh, success rate, depressingly low odds, which is common for most guys. I mean, like even if you're a seven out of 10, 4% is probably going to be pretty decent, you know, four, five, six, something like that. Uh, it doesn't mean I think it's impossible to meet somebody great on a dating app these days. Online dating is the most popular way for heterosexual couples in the U.S. to meet, according to a 2019 study by researchers at Stanford University and the University of New Mexico. But I personally have not had such luck. Me, me, me. What I found on these apps instead is frustration from all the wasted effort, fury that is really <laughs> fury, that it really works for me, dread that it won't ever work for me, and generally feeling a feeling of burnout. No, I'm not alone. Nearly 45% of Americans who use dating apps or websites in the previous year said they experienced left, left them feeling more frustrated. Uh, Pew Center research of 4,860 adults. So she goes on to say it's like hitting a slot machine. I wonder what that means. And it, it, sorry, in talking to friends and reading various media about modern dating, I found that people have all sorts of legitimate gripes. Matches won't respond. Texters ghost. People get nudie photos they didn't ask. Well, matches won't respond and texters ghost is like most of what most guys will deal with on dating apps if they're not high value. Like, like I said, even a six or seven out of 10 is going to get super frustrated very fast. Uh, for me, regardless of how real a person's photos are or how accurate his description or how earnest he is in texting. No digital profile could ever possibly represent the whole person. She's right about that. In real life always trumps. Uh, it can't even represent the majority of a person. Tech is too flat, superficial, limiting in space to capture someone. That's a lot of blah, blah, blah for I couldn't get a lot of matches that liked me back. Am I right? I don't know. You guys tell me in the live comments. Plus, crucially, these apps can't predict chemistry. Only meeting up can give a sense of both what person's like and if you click. What I found going out with these 50 guys, again, 50 guys. I got 780 using her math of three a week. How do you go from 50 to 780? Or how do you go from 780 down to 50? If I encountered them in life before swiping or liking or texting, I would have known I wasn't interested. I would have known that there is no spark. Well, they would have known the same thing too, sweetheart, because a lot of the times when guys look at women's pictures, they are not an accurate representation of what guys meet in real life. It's very rare that a woman looks as advertised when met in real life. They're usually not, not even close. Uh, older photography, filters, there's all kinds of reasons for that, but you guys, you guys know, right? I'm trying to look at this from the woman's perspective. So 
she's not getting a lot of matches. It's, again, it's a lot of blah, blah, blah from not getting guys that like me back. Um, I would have known I wasn't interested. Da, 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 no spark. Okay. Think of it like hitting a slot machine, says Devin Simone, dating coach and senior matchmaker at Three Day Rule. The odds of meeting someone in the apps. Do people win at slot machines? Absolutely. How many times? Okay. Well, it's just a plug for her, whatever it is. So, oh, she's 36. Shocking, right? Uh, you can't hurry love is the title of this segment. I'm trying to be more intentional about how I spend my time. There's evidence of this kind of attitude improves well-being. And the more intentional I get, the less patience I have for optional activities that make it pretty miserable, including online dating. They're just not worth it. Again, a lot of words for I'm not getting guys to like me back. I've been, sorry, it's been five months since I do, sorry, it's a lot of words for the guys that I like that are handsome that don't like me back. just want to be clear about that. Now, instead of swiping and chatting with these guys whose vibes I can't gauge in meeting up to force a conversation, I'm catching up with my grandma or reading plays. Okay. Uh, regular frustrations. I got COVID a few weeks ago. Okay. Cry me a river, but it's devoid. This is a recent article too. What are you still talking about COVID for? September 17th. This is in the last couple of weeks. By the way, if you guys want to send me articles like this, I mean, most of you already do it this way anyway. The about link on my channel has my email address. It's just entrepreneursandcars at gmail.com. Um, I usually just sort of kind of collect them and I'll do a video on uh, similar articles around the same time sort of thing like we're, like we're doing here tonight with the other two. Uh, COVID, but devoid of drudgery, scrolling through random profiles. I'm scared of not ever meeting someone as a result of this move. Oh, man. It, this is like, uh, this is probably, I mean, I'd have to take a look at some of the conversations and the matches, but she doesn't have them anything here, but it's like, I don't know, judging by the photograph and what we saw on uh, Twitter, it's probably a, a, a matter of lower, lowering expectations is generally what it boils down to for uh, women. They just have the highest expectations and they, they want dudes to tick off every box. And it's like, I don't know, like, what do you bring to the table? You know, you bring some uh, pronouns in your bio uh you've worked for a whole bunch of magazines i don't know new york times mtv news vice oh, okay well that's probably why you're definitely leaning in the wrong direction for the kinds of guys you probably want i don't know like like if a chick had a picture like that on her dating profile you're not going to get any matches from high value dudes they're not going to want to hang out with that there's not much else in here those are the only pictures i see but anyway it is what it is so Gil, Gilly is quitting because she only had a 4% success rate, which is pretty much the experience that most guys have that are not chats. Um, it's like digging for gold. You're going to have to dig through a lot of dirt to find somebody and get a decent match. And even then, uh, probably not going to be what you're expecting. Let's go to the next article here. So we've got um, single mom. Uh, sorry, she says, I'm a single mom and nobody will ever come before my kids. How many times have you seen that? as a uh, bio description, right? <laughs> Let me know in the live chat by Katie Smith. What are we dealing with here? Uh, do we have, uh, I don't know, what is this link to? Facebook and Instagram. I hope this is a business page instead of a personal page. What is, what is she really, I guess this is her over here with her kids. Looking all boss, boss babed out with her laptop. All right. Well, this is, you know, this is our girl here and, uh, three kids, three years, crafts her ass off in order to stay sane, loves to write, wear faux leather pants, eat at burger joints and make beautiful things. Okay. She pays her kids to rub her feet. 
So let's let's read her article about why she's quitting and putting her kids first. Okay, let's get rid of these pop-ups here. Come on, scram. There we go. Uh, after my divorce five years ago, my three teenagers told me time and time again that they were fine if I dated somebody. It took me a while, but when I got out there again, they loved to hear my, about my dates, and I picked them up from their father's house the next day. Imagine picking up your kids from their father's house, all three of them, and you're telling them about your weekends running around. Here we go. Uh, sometimes we had a good laugh about them, but mostly if they sensed I liked someone, they were anxious and wanted to meet them right away, despite the fact I had a six months rule. Uh, I'm assuming the six months rule is not, okay, here we go. I only let them meet someone if we've been exclusive for six months. Exclusive, okay. Because <laughs> you're a prize, exclusive. <laughs> How old is this lady? I don't know. She looks like she's late 30s, early 40s, early 40s probably. And she's and she's selling uh, purity right now. I'll be exclusive you, with you. I'll be pure. Uh, it was important to me to feel like they were going to be in my life for a while before I let them into our family. So letting, again, you know, you have to enter her frame. You have to enter her family. You know, it's not a, there's no consideration about what what he might have going on. But anyway. Uh, I've done my best along the way. Uh, I've really stumbled into a world of dating, introducing someone to my kids. I didn't know what to expect or how I could fit a man into our lives because the truth is they wouldn't just be dating me. They would walk into a family of four who had already established a very tight bond. Yeah, you're an outsider. It's like you're not going to be included. You're not You're not ever going to be part of the tribe anytime soon anyway. Um, you're just signing up for a lot of guys say this, you know, playing somebody else's save game. Um, but there you have it. So the type bond, uh, I quickly learned that getting into a relationship with your kids involved and having them meet your kids are two entirely different experiences. No matter how strong you're, you feel the relationship is Jesus, these pop-ups. The first man I dated post-divorce was younger than me and didn't have any children. Well, okay. You're going to have problems with that, sweetheart. He was very receptive to the fact that I had three. He's probably beta. He's got to be a beta. No no guy with any dignity would, would do this. He was very receptive to the fact that I had three kids and wanted to meet them a lot sooner than he did. Yeah, definitely. I thought this would be the perfect arrangement because we only had one set of kids to be content with, to contend with. But I was wrong. He didn't understand why I couldn't just go out on a random Friday night when I had my children he didn't get to know some nights that I didn't have my kids. Sorry, he didn't get how some nights when I didn't have my kids, I just needed time to refuel and off and want to stay in and get a good night's sleep. He didn't understand why I couldn't cater him in the way that his previous girlfriends who didn't have kids had. Yeah, um, if a guy's going to sign up for a relationship with a woman, he's looking for a relationship. He's looking for a woman to complement his life and enter his frame and be available and want to you know, see him sort of thing. And she's already starting this article with, well, my, the first man that I dated post-divorce was younger than me and didn't have any kids. So we've got this, I don't know, early forties chick. I'm assuming dating a guy five, 10, 15 years younger, who the hell knows? She didn't say his age. And he doesn't understand what she's dealing with in her life. And he truthfully probably doesn't care and he shouldn't have to care, but she wants him to care. And like, it's already destined to fail. It's like every single, single mommy story, right? He didn't want my kids or none of them. 
For a while I tried, but I fizzled fast and realized it was killing me to give him everything he needed. Be fun, not fall asleep on a sofa on a date night before nine. Be spontaneous for a weekend getaway. And shuffling around my kid's schedule, asking my ex to take on nights. Oh, come on, another pop-up. Uh, where did it go to? Be spontaneous. Take on nights they were scheduled to be with me. It was nearly impossible. I felt like I was failing as their mom. I had less energy. I wasn't able to. Well, you didn't want to make it work with the kid's father. Why would you want to make it work with some random dude that's younger than you with no kids that your kids don't have any real connection with anyway? I wasn't able to remember the school activities. Honestly, I wasn't my best self because I didn't have enough time to tend to my own needs, which is a huge part of being a mommy. You can't pour from an empty cup after all. So I pulled back and told myself I had to reevaluate my time and that I needed to be a mother first. There it is. My kids will always come first. You guys have seen it. I've got four little superhumans or some shit like that, right? Nobody cares. No real man cares anyway. But a real man would step up and be the father that stepped up. Nope. Clearly, she's having problems with that. Anyway, uh, mother first. You seem fine with that. Ex, uh, feeling a mom. Damn pop-ups. Keeps moving my thing around. After after that escapade, I decided I would only date dads. Surely they would understand my lifestyle more, right? Wrong. Let's see what happens now. My next relationship was with a dad, yet he seemed to have the same problems. He didn't understand why I couldn't ask. See, one of the problems that guys have, even if you're a dad, is that women get custody orders 80% of the time. And that means they've got the kids pretty much all the time with the exception of every other weekend and usually like a Wednesday night or something like that. That's usually how, the, how most of the deals go. So that means even if you're dating a dad, He's going to end up spending more time with some other mofo's kids than his own kids. And he's going to have some expectations since he's got, you know, freedom because his wife is or his ex-wife is taking the kids more often than not. And most of his money flows to her. He's going to have some expectations and you're not going to be able to meet them because you're too exhausted because you generally have most of the custody. Anyway, uh, same problems. He didn't understand why I couldn't ask my kid's father to take them more so we could go on vacation. There it is, right? You know, she obviously has more custody than he does. He wanted to go on vacations and do stuff. And uh, she didn't want to uh, do that because it would require schedule changes and custody changes and stuff like that. And I would imagine if that changes too often, then there's going to be some money that she's going to lose that he'll end up gaining if he's got the kids more because of his demands to go on vacations. She doesn't talk about that though, right? Like, you know, she's not being honest here in this article. He wanted more time alone with me and without our kids. He wanted me to stay at his house on nights. He didn't have any kids, but my oldest son was at home. My son was old enough to be by himself, but he insisted. And sure he was, but that wasn't a point. He didn't get to, sorry, he didn't seem to get that I didn't care about the nightlife or going out. I cared about spending that time with my kids. So it's all about kids. So why are you dating? Because I can't get it back. It would be different if I had full custody of them, but I don't. I don't get to see them all the time. Oh, boy. And when they are with me, they come before anyone else. Ultimately, this relationship ended after a few years, and I realized something. If putting my kids first has to mean I'll be single, I'm okay. Well, no, you're not, because you're bitching about it in an article here right now. I thought I'd be with my kid's father forever, but that didn't end up happening. How do I know my next relationship I'm in will last? I mean, don't. I don't. The truth is... No one can have that kind of insurance, but the one thing that I do know is that I've got three kids that still need me, so all my children. So you're going to spend all your time with teenagers that you think need you, even though you've got spare time alone, but then you're going to bitch about not having a guy or, you know, because you're putting your kids first. 
I guarantee this chick's running some FWBs right now. That's all she's doing. They have time to get, they have, sorry, they get to have me first. That means if they're sick, even though they're, te- yeah, this is all virtue signaling. It's all posturing. If they need me for emotional support, I'll make that a, pro- yeah, okay. Do things on vacation, night away. My experience with dating as a single mother has given me further proof that most of the relationship load fails on the mother. Load fail falls on the mother, sorry. Uh, no, it doesn't. No, it does not. That is that is a bizarre statement to make. My experience with dating as a single mother has given me further proof that most of the relationship load falls on the mother. Dude is trying to like take you on a vacation, um, organizing that, and there's no collaboration on that. Me, me, me. I'm a victim. Uh, we have expected to be the caretakers for the kids. Uh, no, you have not. Fathers are very happy to be caretakers for the children, but moms generally don't let them because they want the custody so they can get control and get the money. I covered that in my book, by the way. There's at least it's it's covered in the chapter on dating single mommies, um, even in the marriage chapter. Like you'll understand the dynamic differences, and it's not good or bad. It just is what it is, right? It's not, you know, it's not a bug. It's a feature of the dynamics between men and women. When you understand them, then you know how to deal with them better. Uh, we have expected to go. Uh, sorry, we have expected to excel professionally, be independent, look amazing, and not let ourselves go, whatever that means. It means don't get fat. Uh, and then we get into a relationship where we're expected to make our man feel important enough so that he doesn't feel neglected or left out. Yeah, correct. It's That's why it's called a relationship. Like, why would he be exclusive with you? Why would he abandon his sexual strategy to be exclusive with you if you're not giving him what he needs, lady? Like, come on. And then you're wondering why it's not working out. Uh, so she's complaining that she's expected to be a professional, be independent, look amazing, like, and then deal with the whole relationship component. Like the first two there, excel professionally and be independent. That's a lie that, you know, society sold you. That's, that's toxic feminism. That's the matrix, whatever it is you want to call it. Uh, but you don't want to do the work to manage the relationship. So instead you, you write an article to complain about it and why you're going to put your kids first. Anyway, I can tell you from experience, it's an impossible feat. And I'm more than happy to let go of all that nonsense, do what feels right for me. Because the truth is, my love life can wait, but my kids can't. Invest in pet food, guys. Cat food, dog food, you know, the little, little fluffy white dogs, stuff like that. This, uh, this is who this is uh, selling to. Anyway, so that's uh, the single one, uh, the single mommy. Let's take it over to the next one. You guys are busy in the chat over there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to catch up on that and see what's going on in there in a sec. Let me just do the next article here. All right. So the third and final one is the D-bag tax. The D-bag tax. Here, let me grab the link to join because when I'm done this, we're going to take some call-ins. Uh, TUA. Let me drop this here. If you're watching this, Twitch, Twitter, Twatch, Facebook, anywhere else, come on over to YouTube, the Unplugged Alpha. Make sure you subscribe because that's the only place that I drop the join link. Join in and ask a question. So I'll just pin it to the top. It's a StreamYard link. Make sure you have a good connection. Por favor, s'il vous plaît. Tout de suite alors. All right. Um, There we go. Close this. The D-bag tax, New York Post. This is always a smutty shithole article for the most part when it comes to this one. So we've got uh, Emily LaFroy here. I don't know. Is this about Emily or is this somebody that she's writing about? It doesn't. It just has archive. It doesn't have social links. Anyway, 
New York women are charging men up to $3,000 for failed relationships and bad dates. The D-bag tax. Somebody sent this to me a few days ago. Uh, Martha Duke sends Venmo requests for amounts ranging from $1,500 to $3,000 to dates who behave poorly. I'm, I'm assuming this is her here with the space goggles. That is so bizarre. Okay, so it says here, Sarah was fed up, a New York social city, New York City social worker who declined to give her last name. So this is not Martha Duke over here pictured. Uh, had had countless dates cancel on her at the last minute. So when a guy she met on an app recently pulled out on a date an hour before, could you imagine doing this as a guy? Like women flake on dates all the time. Remember when, um, it was a couple of years ago, Myron got like deplatformed from, uh, was it TikTok for saying that he would punish women for flaking on dates? And here we have the New York Post celebrating women charging dudes up to $3,000 for flaking. Women charging guys that amount. So when she had not pulled out a date beforehand, she agreed to reschedule and won her caveat. He would Venmo her a $50 deposit. I'm just done with my time and energy being wasted, Sarah told the posts. I'm sorry. In almost every other scenario, when somebody books a time of the day dedicated to you, they have no show policy or security deposit. I mean, okay. A man agreed to the terms and sent her the money. Loser. Why would you do that? They met up for a drink on Monday night in Hell's Kitchen, and he was and he was fully engaged in the time, paying for their cocktails and offering to buy them food to share. Sarah's female friends che- cheered her brazen move, while male friends told her it was nuts. Still, she has no regrets. I think it made sense, she said, of the arrangement. The arrangement. The arrangement. Women love their arrangements. I guess this is a screenshot of the text read. Yeah, if I'm going to ever give you another shot, I'm going to need a secure... I'm a- can't you fucking write it out, man, for crying out loud? I'm a need a security deposit or some, something, something. <laughs> Dude says, I definitely owe you a round or two now. Again, sorry about that. She says, security deposit needed, LOL. I don't like wasting time. Haha, what's your, like I said, what's your Venmo? She provides it. There's a $50, LOL. Thank you. You'll get that back if you do everything right. Like a good little pet like a good little beta pet that she's never even going to be interested in anyway because you're a pleb. Dating in that digital age can take a toll, both emotionally and financially. And some see, the problem is, guys, is there's too many simps out there, not enough guys doing the work, and out of all of those categories of men, they're tolerating this bullshit. Look, women are more disagreeable than they've ever been. They're not as fit as they have been in the past because you're told you look good at any weight now all that kind of stuff this this is a failure on both parts but i blame i blame men for not being better i mean like women don't hold guys to standards men hold women to standards that's really the way that it should be but we've got chicks here holding nerds to standards for 50 bucks uh, for me, it's a way to just be like, you're a D-bag. Here's the monetary value of my time you wasted. Martha Duke, 38, told the post. Is this Martha Duke up here? Okay, so this chick over here with the space goggles is 38. Jesus. So she charged 50 bucks. Is this the thread here for 50 bucks? That's what her That's what her late time is worth, 50 bucks for taking a shower and doing her hair and putting on clothes and makeup? She listed, okay, uh, 
over the years, different men. Okay, so she's been doing this for years now, it says. Sent a, around six Venmo requests, 1,500 to 3,000. She listed infidelity, secret marriages, and hiding having multiple sexual partners from her as some of the reasons for the changes. Putting a monetary value on caddish conduct helps men to better understand the error of their ways. Yeah, yeah. You want to build a better beta is what you're trying to do. Duke said that adding that she puts the phrase, the D-bag tax, in all her Venmo requests. Could you imagine going out with this one? Hey, Ma, I want to introduce you to, what's her name, Martha or Sarah? Martha Duke. Hey, Ma, I want to introduce you to Martha. <laughs> bring, bring her home for Thanksgiving after she charged you a $3,000 D-bag tax. Jeez. New York is the narcissist capital. Yeah, and you're the queen of them all. Duke, who works as a personal assistant, said they're not going to understand what you did really hurt my feelings because they don't grasp feelings. They grasp money. Duke says the Venmo requests have been cathartic and she's been submitting them to men who offended her in various ways. One man had promised to help her with rent. Oh, you're so strong and independent. You need dudes to help you with rent now? Miss Narcissist. The city's a narcissist. Another abandoned her on a weekend getaway in Atlantic City, probably due to your personality and your looks, I would imagine, because he expected more of her. A third dude ghosted her and resurfaced a month later, married to another woman. Here's Martha's Venmo. The douchebag tax she puts on here, $2,500. You'd have to be a real pleb to pay that. Uh... About half the time, suitors pay up. So she's saying half the time guys pay up. I'm not surprised. Honestly, the amount of money that guys throw at classless, low-value trash like this is just off the chart, man. OnlyFans, Venmo requests, D-bag taxes. Man. The world's a mess. It's a mess. Duke has been surprised at the success of the request. I'm not. Men are simps, but hypothesize that men would rather pay than deal with the emotional consequences because you're, yeah. If you're dealing with narcissists, you're never going to get closure, she said. But I get the mental image of them receiving my, yeah. Who's the narcissist here asking dudes for $2,500 looking like this with your space goggles on? Come on. Oh, hang on. We got another one. Hazel says, she's 34, agreed that she sent a Venmo request to a man she's been seeing for several months after he stopped communicating with her and sent her another woman's nude photos. I just sent a Venmo request $100 for the highlight. I wrote, okay, so this one's a $100 bill instead of a $2,500 bill. So Sarah, she never went on a second date, but paid the deposit. No matter. She came out ahead. Of course. Yeah, she got paid. So I kept the money. I never heard from him again. She said, so I kept the money. He's a loser. Where are the comments on this? Is there a comment thread? They don't even give you comments. I guess they lock them out. Oh, here we go. If your dates keep canceling at the last minute, you are one, picking the wrong type of guys, or two, there's something wrong with you they're finding on the internet. Hmm. Yeah, well, the common denominator here is if you've been doing this for three or four years back to back and you've had all these nerds send you all kind of money, there is definitely a problem with the common denominator. If one woman believes, as the movement suggests, men would all be in prison, a woman who recognizes that she's wrong is such a rare commodity. Yeah, accountability is not normal, MJ. I believe I heard a woman in 2019 
say she was wrong, but I have to be, but I could have been dreaming. Women believe they're never annoying, entitled, self-centered, and boring. They are all of these things, and it only gets worse during their moon cycle. What the hell? Oh, not to mention menopause, moon cycle, he's calling it. Where it's impossible on a summer day to have AC blasting for an hour later, turns up the heat. God free from me. God free me from her misery. MJ's quite the... Anyway, I'm not going to read all the comments there. The The links to all of these are in the description, guys. This is These are the reasons why the ladies are indicating that they are giving up on dating. Um, pretty simple, right? Uh, they think that they can uh, attract better. They're not getting better. So they're trying to hold guys... Uh, to standards, being around their kids, um, flake standards, attractive standards, 4% uh, close rates on uh, dates from the first one. Didn't make any sense. She said 50 dates. I calculated over 700 based on her math for five years. I don't know. You know, I've talked about this before. There's probably at least one or two videos in my car where I was doing a clip on the entrepreneurs and cars channel. And there's always some dude that's like asking some question about something. And there's an article or something that comes up and it's like, you know, these ladies have expectations. They don't hold themselves accountable or to standards and you can't hold them accountable to standards. So they don't, they don't get the results they want from the guys that they want. You know, they want the chads, they want the good looking dudes, you know, the funny, the captivating, the interesting guys, you know, the guys that make money, the guys with the nice cars, the guys that are tall, sort of thing. It's like, I've said this before, you know, the North American population and one of the prerequisites that almost all women tend to have is tall over six foot. And it's like something less than 15% of the North American population is over six foot. Uh, Many women, in fact, will ask for six foot two, uh, which is less than 4%, if I'm not mistaken. So you're already excluding the vast majority of the male population and like what are they doing they're 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 complaining that they're not in their and their kids frames they're complaining that only four percent of the guys will go out with them when they look average at best they're complaining that um if they have to reschedule a date they need a twenty five hundred dollar deposit or something like that for what exactly It, it just doesn't make any sense um when can you do a show about how quality men can build a business changing charging for their time. Yeah. I don't see it ever happening, brother. There's never going to be a a scenario, uh, where women will be able to, um, or will, will be paying men unless it's like escort service. I mean, uh, Sterling talked about this when he lived in Australia because it was legal over there, but he would do escorting for, uh, wealthy women, probably divorced, uh, boss girls, you know, stuff like that. That's the only time you're going to have women pay for it. Aside from that, why would they pay? Um, I think there was another superhero. Let me grab this real quick. Michael said he got booted saying punish women's bad behavior. Yeah, that was it. You know, he got he got thrown off uh, for trying to hold them accountable for flaking. And here we have an article uh, where all of these women in their mid-30s, objectively not that attractive, charging guys $2,500, $3,000 on multiple occasions, not like rare occasions but often it seems or often enough that there's an article that they can cover it in. Anyway, let's go to taking some calls. Uh, the link is there. Let me just get the stand up desk situation going. I'm going to run the, uh, let's see here. 
the ad insert, and we'll take some Q&A. So check this out real quick. This episode is brought to you by the Unplugged Alpha Supplements and Grondike Soap Company. Brothers, if you're like me and you take what you put in your body seriously, you'll want to use the Unplugged Alpha Supplements. An obsession with absorption is what sets this line apart from the others. You want to make sure that you absorb as much of the supplements as possible so you don't end up peeing out expensive urine. My supplement line is made in the United States from the highest quality domestic ingredients. And unlike cheaper supplements from China and plastic bottles, Mine ship in dark glass bottles to keep your supplements fresher, longer, and won't seep endocrine disrupting plastics into your supplements. Nothing is a hard tablet. Everything is in an easily digestible, bioavailable capsule. You can filter all products by various categories, including testosterone support, estrogen metabolism, fat burning, immune health, sleep support, and performance. Visit theunpluggedalpha.com forward slash shop and use the subscribe and save option to get 10% off your supplement orders or use coupon code alpha10 for 10% off a one-time order to try it out. Then I use tactical soap and God of War beard oil every day. Tactical soap is a handmade product made in the United States from ingredients you can actually pronounce, not conventional endocrine lowering toiletry chemicals. Both the soap and the beard oils are infused with bioidentical pheromones that are designed by a clinical psychologist and pheromone expert to maximize attractiveness to the opposite sex. Go visit coopersoap.com and get 10% off your order today. Guys, check out my website at richcooper.ca for more information on booking me for coaching, my community, my courses, and a whole bunch more. You can also find all the useful links pinned below in the top YouTube comment of all my videos. Now let's get on with the show. Well, so there you go, guys. It's not just dudes that are quitting the dating game, but women are quitting too, but they've got some bizarre reasons. Very, very bizarre reasons. Um, all right, let's take some of these call-ins. If you guys have a question, the link is in the uh, top pin comment of YouTube here. I'm going to grab the YouTube uh, link and just drop it in the um, all chat. So if you're watching this elsewhere live, click that. Again, uh, I always do a call-in segment on these shows. Every Monday night, 8 p.m., uh, please just come and ask here. Don't don't DM me stuff because I don't do DM uh, Q&As ever. Uh, let's see what Kevin's got here for us in the chat. And uh, we got a few others waiting, too. Let's do that. There we go. That's better. Kevin, what's up, buddy? Not much, Rich. How about yourself? Good. What can I do for you tonight, man? Greetings from the West Coast. Uh, I did send you an email earlier today with, like, a whole bunch of details, but then I saw you were having a show tonight, so I thought, hey, what better time to kind of hop on a call and, and hit you up with uh, something very topical. So uh, I know. Is, um, is that the email where you lost your kids to PEI? Yeah, that's exactly it. That's me. All right. Yeah. I had a scan through that. I did have a chance to uh, rip through it. So this is what we're going to do. Um, I will contemplate your proposal, but what mm -hmm. I want you to do is send me an email with the links to the Canley case law so that I know that it's real. Cause I've had people come in my show and they've bullshitted me. I just want to make sure that it's a real deal. I'll verify sure. it and then I'll shoot you an email back and then maybe we'll do that um, fundraiser for you. Yeah, okay, awesome. Yeah, happy sure. to send. There might be a redacted version. The judge wasn't too keen on, uh, just for the benefit of everyone yeah, else. Yeah, just as I long as it's out there. Cause I know that it's a public record, right? Yeah, awesome. Fair enough? I will do okay. that. Okay, thanks buddy. Tomorrow. All right. Um, so just to kind of summarize that for you, he's, um, he's claimed that he, he's gone through some, some serious bullshit and, um, I'll be happy to help and help him raise some money to help fix that. But I just want to make sure it's a real deal just to make sure that we're uh, solid on it. Ben said, uh, my mom completely milked a guy 
he had to sell his house. Uh, Joe, John, or is that Joanne or John? John, I don't know. Am I pronouncing that right? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. What's up? All right. What do you got for me tonight, buddy? Uh, not nothing much. I'm just uh, hanging can out. Can you just move the mic closer to your mouth a little bit, just to get a little bit? Yeah, there you go. Can you hear me better now? Yeah, it's slightly better. Yeah, I recently got into a situationship with my sister's friend. Situationship. Yeah. Okay. And with your sister's that, friend. Yeah, and she wasn't really when she found out she wasn't really happy about that, and things are weird. Okay. What happened with the situationship? Uh, nothing. We just started, you know, hanging out, mm-hmm. enjoying each other's company, hooking up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, when she found out, it didn't uh, end too well. Uh, she's not really happy about it, and I don't know what to do. Well, what'd she say to you? Uh, that I shouldn't be with her, that, you know, she's a bad person for going behind her back. She's her friend. What? Why is she hanging out with her if she's such a bad person? Uh, yeah, she no longer hangs out with her right now. How old are you? 26. And how old is she? My sister. Your sister. 32. And your sister's friend? She's 31. You're 26 and you're hanging out with a 31 year old friend. Okay. Yeah. And where's it going? Are you just guys just FWBs? Uh, pretty much. I mean, I think she likes me a lot. Like, uh, the whole genuine burning desire thing is all there. I read your book like five or six times, you know, read all the red flags. Um, she's a good girl. Doesn't have many red flags, maybe like one or two, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. So, do you guys all live together? Do you live with your sister? Uh, I live with my sister, yeah. And you guys live where? Like, uh, you bought a house together? You live with your parents? Or what's we the story? used to live in New York, and we're moving down to Florida now. Or we're in Florida now. we got to find an apartment soon. So, you guys are roommates. You don't live with your parents? No. Well, look, dude. I mean, <laughs> she's, bringing, she's bringing girls over to the, the house. You're a guy. You're healthy yeah what does she think's gonna happen and it's like there's two people playing this game too dog right i mean she's playing a game too but now she's saying you know she's no longer friends so what does she want to happen i don't know she wants me to just leave her but i mean like why why should i okay but i would i would put it to her like this say look sis I've got a magic wand. I can wave it to solve this problem. What does it look like to you? Okay. Get her to get her to sort of clarify, you know, what the situation ship should look like to improve. And then do whatever's best for you at the end of the day. I mean, like living with your sister, I don't know, dude. Like why? Like why would you want to do that? Why don't you live by yourself? Well, I I technically live in the same house as my sister but i have my own apartment or i had my own apartment so it's not like living in her apartment we had a, a three units in new york and i was renting or i was paying the mortgage for whatever my share was and then she was paying for whatever her was and then we had a tenant upstairs and that's the situation we had um but uh the front door is access to both my apartment and my sister's okay. apartment. So every time when our friend would come in, it would be like very weird. Okay. Well, look, I mean, like, 
she's 31, you're, you're 26. Like, what are you going to do with her? Right. You're not going to make her the mother of your kids. This is just, you know, no. for sh short term basis. You're just going to have some fun here. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And, and your sister's not talking to her anymore anyway. So what's the problem? I, I don't know. But like this dude over here in the chat says, it's low hanging fruit. It's like, you know, dating your sister's friend. It's like dating a single mom. It's like dating somebody that you work with. It's easy, right? It's low hanging fruit. It's easy to get to because it's there, right? There's a familiarity, you know, because you guys know each other. There's, you know, there's some, uh, there's some comfort level there. So it's like, you know, you can play that game, play it, you know, play it if you want, do what you want. But at the end of the day, like I wouldn't even look at this chick on a long-term basis. Yeah. It's too old for you anyway. Yeah. Well, I'm too young anyway. What am I going to do? Well, that's why I'm saying she's too old for you, man. Yeah. What are you going to do with that? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I mean, just kill some time, have a good time. That's it. Okay. FWB. There you go. Problem solved. All right. And, and, um, uh, you think I should just chase more women as well, or just enjoy it? Well, look, man, if you're grabbing low hanging fruit that's easy to pick up off the floor, then you have some work to do because you don't have better options. That's the second part to the equation. Okay. Right. I All mean, right. if you had better options, if you had more going on, more 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 of a rotation, if you were better on the dating apps, let's say, or something like that, you yeah, wouldn't be. That stuff. Yeah, but I mean, like, you wouldn't be spending too much time with your sister's friends, especially older sister's friends. Yeah. I mean, okay. is she a 10 out of 10? No. Like Not even close, but... Like a pleasant 7. Yeah, I can tell by your uh, gestures. Like, okay, so, you know, you want to be... Look, man, if you want a life of abundance, you know, uh -huh. you want to do well, then you have to put yourself first, do the work on yourself so you're not grabbing these, you know, easy catches, these low-hanging fruits... Mm -hmm. And find yourself some better women to choose from instead of your sister's friend that just happens to come to your house. It's like it's like ordering food that comes to your house that you don't even pay for. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's too easy for you, right? So you got to get out there and you got to make yourself a little more uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you. All right, buddy. See you. Okay. So you guys have the join link at the top of the live chat on YouTube. Uh, click it. You can come in and ask a question. Got a super here from Miguel. So since I took the red pill, I have less to zero. I have less to zero dates. Okay. Uh, the concepts are clear, but if you're not in your take, those concepts don't work. Any thoughts? Well, what am I going to do with a quick super chat? I don't know what you look like. I don't know, you know what your situation is. What do you do for a living? Click the link and join and ask the question, Miguel, and I'll put you at the front of the line. I got a bunch of people waiting, but I'll put you at the front of the line if I uh, see your name pop up. I'm happy to chat with you on that. But yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of young guys today are walking around calling themselves uh, things that they're not. You're not Dambleser and you're not Andrew Tate or Tristan. You're not a top G. You're probably a, a bottom uh, Z, you know, like if we're being honest. And that's why you're not getting good results. Um, it's only the highest tier, the highest caliber men that are going to get the results that you're viewing. You just can't watch a video, sign up for a course, you know, and then hope that you're going to get those same results. You actually have to put in the time and do the work. It's just reality of life, man. Um, Bentley, what's up, buddy? Hey, off guard. It came at you too fast, huh? Sorry. Yeah, you did. You caught me way too fast. How's it What's going up, tonight? Man? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just getting a kick out of uh, girls who are quitting dating. Um, Pretty funny, yeah. 
Yeah, as a recently single guy and dating my ass off, having a lot of fun, the horror stories are hilarious. Uh, as you know, I started my own YouTube channel here shortly. I'm trying to get some girls together to do do that, like tell, come on and tell your horror stories because it's priceless. A lot of it is, quite frankly, guys don't know what they're doing. They don't try. You know, they, everybody follows the old basic formula. You bore the shit out of them. And, um, you know, I end up ghosting a lot of women simply because this, quite frankly, falls on them. They're uninteresting. Mm -hmm. Most women nowadays are boring as shit. Well, most women don't have a lot going on in their lives. Like, you know, they've been told to be boss girls and professionals and get degrees and buy houses and stuff like that. And they're just anytime, you know, you'll sit down with one of these, um, you know, professional boss girls. They don't really talk about much, man. They talk about the nights that they drink wine with their girlfriends, their favorite uh, episode of The Bachelor or whatever the fucking thing is trending right now, right? Like, that's why I always tell guys, like, you want them to enter your frame, right? So it's like, you're a motorcycle guy, you know, you say, look, you know, we're going to go for a ride up to Banff. You're going to wear this. You're going to meet me here. And you're going to block off six hours. Well, where are we doing? Where are we going? How can I trust you? How do I know you're not going to murder me? Blah, 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 and all that kind of stuff. It's like, look. This is what we're doing. Are you coming along for the ride or not? That's it. Exactly. But most guys are like, well, well, where do you want to go to eat? I don't care. Well, what do you want to eat? Well, what time do you want to go? It's like these chicks, like they just dry up so fast when these guys are unable or incapable of like setting even something as simple as let's get a drink. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, be interesting, be different. It's really not that hard. And like I say, they, you know, they sit around, they talk about their box wine or the latest episode of God knows what, which I really don't care. Um, and they can't carry on a conversation. You got to bring so, the, you got to bring the entertainment, man. Yeah. yeah like, a lot of times I actually had one. My voice that. Uh, we were taught, we were chatting and then the next morning I get a text. It's like, so what do you got for me today? What am I, your source of fucking entertainment? Yeah. Excuse the language. <laughs> it's like, yeah. no, like, yeah, they can't carry on a conversation. They can't hold one. Well, and look, I mean, you can, you can set up the date, provide the motorcycle and the excitement. Yep. You got bags on your bike, right? Of course. Pack a picnic, sweetheart. No, it's already packed. No, no. Have her do the work. Okay. Assign yeah. her the task. Remember, women fall in love with you when they're doing things for you, not the other way around. Yeah. Right? So, you know, facilitate the excitement, the adventure. And have her do the work to go get the groceries, make the charcuterie board, you know, whatever it is that she's going to put together in the picnic box. And then, yeah. you know, boom, off you go. So, you know, at least she's got a task to do. And it's like, okay, well, what am I going to pack next time? Or what am I going to wear next time sort of thing? It's like, you know, you have to make a adventure out of it for her because she's not going to make it for you. Trust me, huh. if you let a woman plan a date, she's going to come up <laughs> with some bullshit like going to Wolfstock where you're going to have to hang around with fluffy white dogs and a bunch of other nerds. Yeah, no, I'll bring Abby along. She'll chase all the little fluffy white dogs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Bentley. All right, man. Thanks, buddy. Thanks Talk to you soon. Um, all right, we got Moscow here in the house. Let's see what Moscow's got for us. What's up, buddy? Hi. Can you hear me? Good, man. Awesome. Um, What's so I just read your book last week. Okay. And I, just, I was just wondering, what do you think about the... Um, like you, you focus a lot on like money, the status, right? And I think that, you know, like when you, whenever you talk about like, you know, your network is your net worth, 
mm-hmm. right? And how like, okay, like, you know, like everyone who you know, um, that like as long as you have them, everything's gonna be fine, right? And um, I think that what's, you know, what's really important and what's, what is like this like 48 laws of power kind of like level of people is like how well you communicate, right? So basically someone who doesn't, you know, like you take away all their wealth and the network, they have nothing. They can just like speak the language, mm-hmm. right? You drop them anywhere and they will basically find their own way, right? And I think that like this communication, right? I, I don't mean like communication, like, you know, like arguing with women or something or like in a relationship. I just mean like, you know, like game, right? And being like, um, like you said, like being captivating, right? Um, being like, basically being diplomatic in such a way where you can, you can basically like, you know, you can know what you want, right? Have uh, flexibility in your behavior to adapt to the other person. Let right? me just get you to ask a question so I can get some clarity here. So what is it that you're stuck on? Like, what do you need some clarity with? Oh, it's, 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 I don't really have a, a question. I, I just, I just have, I, I just had a, had a comment about something that like I had on my mind when I was reading your book. You know yeah. What I mean? So you think that communication and game trumps influence money status and all that sort of stuff. Um, I'm not sure I if I understand what you're saying. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't say it trumps it. I think someone who's like excellent at communication, they will have money and status too. Right. They will, they will go. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, there's no woman out there that's ever, you know, thought to herself, Oh, I want to go and bang the shit out of that guy. Cause he's such a good communicator. Well, I mean, game like, game is yeah. something else. I'm not sure if you mean game, like you're talking about game. It, game is a subset of it. Okay. Right? Definitely. Um, yeah. Basically yeah, like, like you can absolutely game your way into a woman's uh, life, but if you're not a high value guy, you're not going to stay in her life for very long. She's going to, you know, she's going to have eyes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so, so I guess the question would be like how, you know, like maybe I, I just, I watched some of your other um, shows with, with like, uh, you know, with Moth and um, the other guy who like lived, lived in South America. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that they kind of like talk a lot more about this, like um, kind of professional communication side versus just, you know, cause I honestly, like I'm doing fine. Right. But I don't, I don't really want the girl to like, just kind of like go out with me because of like my income or something like that. Right. How old are you? 35. Okay. Have you made your first million yet? No, I'm on the way there. Okay, so are you going to make it by the time you're 40? Uh, yeah, I think so. Soon. Okay. So you're going to have your money reasonably sorted out by the time you're 40. So you'll be more influential. You'll have more scope. You'll have more... Um, I mean, you'll capture more more people's attention. Your life will change. You'll wear nicer clothes. You'll go to different events. You're going to probably drive a nicer car, more you know, different yeah. real estate. You're going to have more going on. Like when you hear a guy... Um, like you mentioned Jaron, right? So Jaron does really well with game. Okay. That's a guy that's the um, yeah. Caucasian guy from California that yeah. lives in Mexico that you're talking about. Exactly. He does really well with gain, right? He doesn't need a lot of money, right? I'm close to 50. I, I have to have status, right? I have to have status. And when I tell guys to achieve some competencies, 
right? Being interesting, being captivating, doing something significant with your life, having some bank. And ideally you want to target that for 30, by the way, right? You know, having some serious money because money solves problems and, you know, not everybody has the ability to solve problems the way somebody does with, with cash. Right. Um, but I can assure you a guy like, like Jaron though, he's working, you know, his way to becoming a, a multimillionaire. He's not just running game. Game is something that you're going to have to run. Now, when you're talking about communicating, I don't know if it's a bit of a language thing, um, you know, with a translation for you, because it sounds like English isn't your first language. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. So yeah, the game component of it is going to matter and it's going to matter less and less as you get older. The older you get, the more the other things matter. The younger mm -hmm. you are, like I've always said, a 20 something year old guy, like a 22 year old guy with game without a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of, as long as he's got a plan for the future, girls will dig his vibe. But if you're 40, 45, 50, if you don't have anything going on in your life, but you've got game and you've got a plan, she doesn't really care. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I agree with you. Does that make I sense? Mean, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, just, just to finish up, I think it ties into like people who, you know, you talked a lot about like wealthy people who are like, you know, like 45 and stuff and who are not interesting. Yeah. Right. So oh, yeah. Like, yeah. There's a lot of the, those guys out yeah. there, too. So, yeah, you have to have an a, a interesting element to your life. Like we have a guy in our community right now that's crushing it. Like he didn't have much going on in his life. He didn't really know how to deal with women. He didn't understand his true value. Once he was, once he embraced that and started to uh, become that he's, he's crushing it now. He's having so much fun, right? So yeah, game matters. It does. I'm not discounting it for a second. I talk about it, you know, in my mm -hmm. book and there's lots of resources that I gave my book as well too, but I think the element that a lot of guys miss is everything else that's really important because a lot of the Mano Swamp just spends way too much time on game, 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 game. And I can tell you right now, game's only going to get you so far. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. All right, buddy. Let me pull you out of here and grab the next caller. Um, is there a link to apply? No, there's no application. There's a link pinned in the top comment of the YouTube video. It says join in and ask a question. You just click that and join in and ask your question, brother. It's open to anybody, young, old, man, woman, bring it, whatever you want. You want to challenge something I've said in the past, bring that too. Let's see what you got. Uh, let's see what Sam's got for us here. Sammy Jr. What's up, buddy? Hey, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing good. What's up? Yeah, I have a quick uh, request for you to give me your insight. Okay. Um, it, it's about uh, risk analysis. So I'm just going to throw it out. So what do you think um, if someone wants to be to become an international student in the U.S. in a state like Kansas City, do you think it's too risky uh, for him to live on 40K a year? 20K of that will be in university tuition and mm -hmm. the other 20K will be rent and food. All of that while working uh, 40 hours a week while studying a STEM major. How old are you? Uh, I'm 20. Okay. And you're just asking if that's a good use of your time? Is that what you're saying? Uh, I'm asking about uh, about if it's a good risk to take because it will be risky. I'm from a third world country. Yeah. So okay. But, it, but I mean, you're studying um, uh, STEM. You know, you're, you're studying, you're yes. getting a STEM degree. You're 20. You're coming yes. to the US, which is a better country. Um, what's the risk? Like, what are you worried about? What do you think is going to go sideways? So, uh, is it doable to study uh, this uh, STEM degree and also work uh, 40 hours a week? 
Yeah, if you can because, look, man, as long as you get the degree yeah. and you're, you know, you're putting in the time to do the work, then work the hours if you want. But like, yeah. look, if you're going to go to university or college mm-hmm. in North yes. America, you got to understand something here. They yes. are indoctrination camps and they're trying to wokeify the shit out of public. Exactly. So I know, I know, yes. You're probably smart enough to see it anyway and then just sort yeah. of look the other way. But if you're going to take anything in post-secondary education here, make sure it's tied into STEM. Make sure it's going to pay you well into six figures and make yeah. sure you're not going to get into retarded amounts of debt to go and get that mm-hmm. degree, right? Yes. As long as you're doing those things, do it, right? I mean, you're a young cool. guy, trust me. Even if you spend five, six years doing it, how long is the program? It's uh, four years for uh, electrical engineering. Okay, so you'll be done by the time you're in your mid-20s. Like, w- what's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to burn so, through a few years of your life. So what? No, you no, still got another be- like 70 ahead of you. So, uh, so the risk here is that I'm not a U.S. citizen, so there is no debt or financial aid. So if I fail to pay my tuition for a mm-hmm. for a named uh, semester, they can revoke my student visa and I get back to the to my home country. Where are you from? That's the, the risk. I'm from. Uh, do you know um, Jordan? Yeah. Yeah. So look, man. I, I mean. <sighs> Is it worth it? Because Dude, I will, even if um, that happens, even if that yeah. happens, you can go down to Mexico and walk across the border and and claim uh, refugee status, yeah. right? Okay. I mean, it, it's not like they're throwing people out of North America. They want young people to come to North America. Uh, they want immigration. They want immigrants that are educated. Um, the governments today here in North America, anyway, they're very uh, pro immigration. They're friendly to it. I wouldn't worry about that. You know, the chances of that happening exist, sure. But the amount of people and the amount of like, I can only use one word to sort of describe it, fuckery that's going on today, you know, when it comes to the West. I I wouldn't worry about that. That's going to be the least of your problems. A more significant problem is, are they going to try to wokeify you and indoctrinate you? Are you going to get me too by some crazy chick? Like, that's probably a bigger risk to you than getting that degree. Can, can I have uh, more, just one quick question, please? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so uh, there is the thing. I, I don't know if you have knowledge about it. So after I finish my bachelor degree, four years program, they mm-hmm. give me two years to work in companies. And after that, they will just uh, plan to get me to my home country. Now, the problem is that I have heard that companies in the U.S., not in Canada, in the U.S., Particularly, they they don't like to hire um, students, international mm-hmm. students who don't have work visas. They they don't want the headache of going out and and making these vi- mm-hmm. visas. Uh, or I don't know if you get me my language. No, I understand uh, what you're saying because why would yeah. they want to invest in somebody that could exactly. potentially uh, exactly. not be there? Exactly. Right. So, so, and so they will go around the headache to make him a new work visa while uh-huh. they can just pick the. Right. So are there are are there programs in place at the school that you're looking at where they can get you that visa? Yeah, they can only get you two years after the bachelor degree. Mm. So I study four years, then they can give me two years work visa. I I can intern or work for any company I want. Mm. And then after that, they will revoke it. What about military, man? Have you thought about joining the military? Oh, yes. Yes. I thought they pay for education. Exactly. But I don't know how how they will like. I'm an Arabian guy. I don't know if mm-hmm. they will accept me. You know, there is stigma against 
you know arabians and you know these stereotypes I, i don't know if they can accept if they can accept i, I, I will like very i will be i will be very pleased to serve and you know study while i'm serving. well well consider well you know consider those options man i mean like the good thing for you is you're a young man okay you're 20 mm-hmm. years old you got a whole bunch of life ahead of you so even if it takes you a couple of years to figure out you know the details that are going to work for you and i don't have all the answers for you on this man yes. i'm you know i'm sorry because i'm not your age and i'm not dealing with the same sort of problems this is yes. like yeah i know you know it's uh <laughs> this is like 30 40 years ago for me yes um, so but, it's it's uh, another field yeah but, yeah but that's what i'm saying basically is like <laughs> look man as long as you can go go at that degree do mm-hmm. the best you can with it and then just chase chase that electrical engineering gig that you're looking for right it could be on an oil rig it could be in the military it could be in a blue cap company they could send you to another country and go and do it there with a temporary work visa but yeah. look man you're not going to know unless you try and like i said you got lots of life ahead of you look man if you're 60 i'd say i would probably look at doing something else but you're 20 years old so who cares if you burn through a couple of years of your life trying to trying to figure this out okay thank you very much thank you very much Okay, buddy. Take care, man. Interesting conversations tonight, man. Uh, what do we got here in the chat? All right, we got a few other guys here waiting to ask some questions. Uh, let's give Adam a shot here. What's up, Adam? You're muted, by the way. There you go. Hey, yeah, I just jumped in here. That was super fast for me. Um, yeah, I was listening, and um, I kind of don't really have any questions, but I had a comment uh, for what Miguel said earlier about Uh, thinking that you need to be Andrew Tate in order for all these concepts to work. Mm-hmm. And that's just not the truth. I mean, I think that there's a million different things that you can do to, you know, get yourself confident enough to go out there and talk to a woman. Like for starters, I think he's to- talking about that basic stuff. I think he's talking about the high level stuff. Like he runs like five or six girlfriends, has kids with a whole bunch of them, you know, travels around the world. Uh, like he lives a different life for most people, right? He's kind of like Danville's area and light, you know, sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. so a lot of guys will watch stuff like that and think, you know, well, hang on, where's his, where's his comment? Let me just pull it up again. What was his name? Miguel? Yeah, Miguel. Let me grab his comment. There it is. Uh, since I took the red pill, I have less to zero dates. So he's not getting dates. Is basically what he's saying since he took the red pill. The concepts are clear, but if you're not Andrew Tate, those concepts don't work. Any thoughts? So I invited him to click through and join in. He hasn't done that. Um, you know, the first thing I would start with is where are you at, bro? Like, what do you look like? What do you do for a living? You know, what's going on in your life? Are you interesting? Because uh, if you're not even getting dates, I don't even know why you're trying to compare yourself to somebody that's higher cal, like way higher caliber than you. Right? Yeah, hundred percent. It's like you know. You've never walked before or even crawled and you want to go and run a marathon. Like, where, like, where are we starting here, bro? Like, what's the starting point? Mm-hmm. Well, like, I mean, I'll, I'll just give from my perspective, like, uh, I think as far as money, muscles and game go, like the money part is the part that I really need to work on. But everything else is there. You know, um, I'm not afraid to even make a fool of myself if I need to go out there and talk to somebody that I think is attractive. Right. Like, I mean, you got to be I'm 32 right now. Okay. And what do you do for a living right now? Uh, right now I'm not employed. I am, uh, uh, just kind of between jobs right now. Yeah. So a good looking guy can get dates easier, right? Yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah. yeah you don't know sure. where Miguel's at. He's not calling in. He's not asking questions live. It's just a super chat. He's just, so, you know, something like this to me, now that I've read it a couple of times, it looks kind of like 
like nihilistic. Like, what am I supposed to do? I'm getting zero dates, right? If you're not Andrew Tate, then you're fuck sort of thing, right? Like, yeah, I don't know. Call, call in, bro. Like, Miguel, hit yeah. hit the button, right? Let's see where you're at. Yeah, <laughs> don't be afraid. All right, Adam. Thanks, man. Yeah, you got it. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna totally butcher this dude's name. A gin, a gin Kenya. We're gonna call him Colte. Yeah. All right, Colte. What do you got for me, buddy? Yeah, so uh, uh, Richard, I've gone through your book recently, uh, so okay. I'm really inspired by it. Uh, the thing is that you know uh, I'm in my late twenties. I'm twenty-seven, you know, seven years old, and I'm doing very well financially. Uh, so the thing is that uh, you know I'm I'm still facing an issue, even though you know I'm having uh, good money with me. Um, I'm having. Uh, I think I have. I don't have a game as such, and I'm really w- worried while talking to women. You know, if somebody I think is attractive, I can't really go and speak to her. Even though the girl is giving me signals, still I can't you know approach her. There Where is do you live, buddy? Tea. I live in India. Okay, and you're having issues making cold approaches. Yeah. And what are they doing when you approach them? Actually, what has happened is you know in the past I've received some uh, bad experiences. I mm-hmm. I would say. Uh, the thing is that you know, uh, a woman just you know calling me creep, or uh, one time she just hang on, she called you a creep. Yeah, um, Why'd she I call thought you she a was creep? Uh, because I asked her whether she would like to go out and date with me, and she told me I'm older than you. I didn't know that actually, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, do you think this is the right thing to do or something? I think you know, culturally we are very conservative society. Uh, you know, what do you do for a living, bro? You you said that you're well off. Yeah, I'm IT consultant. I work in cybersecurity. Okay, and I don't know what the value is of your income over there. So why don't why don't we do it this way? Like, what in what percentage of the income brackets are you in? Like, you in the top one percent, top five percent, top ten percent? Like, what are you earning? I would say top two uh, percent in India. So you're in the top two percent of all income earners, and you're having women call you creeps. Yeah, that's that's really weird for me. Um, all right. I think you want I'm to not turn on your camera to... so we can get a look at you, buddy? Yeah, it's, a, it's actually early morning here and I'm... Wait a minute. Okay, because it's because it's, it's going to be something to do with your approach. It's not got to do with your uh, lifestyle. Do you have a camera? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just opening it up. All right, so you're, so you're hitting them up with the look. Okay, well, you're not a bad-looking guy. But they're calling you creeps. Why? Like, what are you doing when you make the approach? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm doing something wrong. That's what I'm asking. You know, that, you know, do you have anything that I can go through which will improve my game? It's game. game. It's yeah. game for you. It's game for you. Yeah. Because I have another friend. Uh, I We just went to the Thailand uh, last uh, month and where he was very great with the woman. But, you know, eventually he couldn't get those two girls. Uh, they were Danish girls. And uh, I ended up uh, sleeping with one of them. Mm-hmm. Well, vacation life is different yeah. than real life back home when you walk out your front door and you say hi to a girl that you like, right? Right. It, look, I realize it's first thing in the morning. There's probably something to do with style. Maybe your haircut can get cleaned up a little bit, you know, sort of thing. Um, what I would mm-hmm. do is grab... Um, I don't... Look, I, I don't like to recommend a lot of stuff when it comes to uh, gaming women, but I would probably go with Troy Francis's stuff. He's got some, he's got some good material. You can look up renegade playboy. All right. And he's, and he's got some book bundles, right? It's going to work the same anywhere in the world, right? 
you can probably do something to improve your look, your hairstyle, you know, your, you know, the clothes you're wearing. You say that you're making top 2% as far as income yeah. goes. And all I see behind you is a door and a wall and some curtains and a bunch of wires. And you don't look like you're living in a top 2% of all income earners in India to me. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. Uh, okay. The thing is that we are actually shifting somewhere else. Uh, this is something, uh, you know, we are revamping this. Mm. Uh, this is a very old house of uh, my grandmother's. I don't need an explanation. You've got a woman in the chat saying fade your beard. Okay, you know what a fade oh, is? Yeah. It's where it comes down and it fades nicely. Mm. Can you grow a full beard? Can you grow a full beard or is it just like this? I, I don't think so. I'm, I'm, I'm almost 27 and this is what I've all got right now. Okay, well, well then maybe you're better off without a beard. Like there's some guys that shouldn't have facial hair. All right. All right. So, I mean, like, take a look at Troy's stuff because he covers it pretty much for most of the angles when it comes to game. All right. right. Try that. Okay. Yep. Thank you. So All right, buddy. Much. Thanks. Yeah. And start working out. Lift, lift, pick up heavy shit, put it down, learn combat sports. Confidence, confidence, confidence. Axel, what's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going, Rich? And uh, how's it going, people of the internet? People of the internet. Uh <laughs> Uh, just out of curiosity, I'm gonna kill it to you in the back here. But um, from from just your pers personally and from your independent research, yeah. Um, what, where has been the most successful situations when it does come time to meeting an LTR or meeting and meeting in general? Because I've been looking at well, we look at apps, we look at people meeting in person, and to me, based on how lazy the interaction typically is in apps. The fact that you're able to, to meet people in person does seem like you're going to have a bit more of a genuine connection when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. But based on your research and the people that you've come across and how successful some people are. Well, you said, like, yeah, like you said, like, where do you go to find an LTR? And you don't really go anywhere to find an LTR. You spin plates. You have to date a lot of women, let the cream rise to the top and then pick from, you know, the best that's out there. Right. Like after you start dating a bunch of women non-monogamously in a simultaneous fashion at some point they're going to start being yo axel i dig your vibe where do we stand right like where is this going like what are we you know let's start doing stuff like that you never open that conversation women have to open that conversation okay if you want her to be girlfriend type of material you want her to open that conversation if you're the guy that's like it's funny i was i was looking at some uh posts earlier today and it said something like I'm 19. She's 20. Uh, we've hung out four times together and been dating for two weeks. Is it too early to ask her to be my girlfriend sort of thing? And it's like, that's how most thirsty guys think, right? It's like, well, where do I go to find the girlfriend? How do I, you know, like find that chick? And it's like, you don't, she will come to you. Choose mm -hmm. women that choose you, right? Spin plates, let the cream rise to the top, let them hit you up with where do we stand? Where's this going? What are we? And then from that point on, then you can be like, well, that's when you start making your decisions. You know, I mean, but that shouldn't happen within two weeks. It shouldn't even happen within two months. It, sh it should be a few months down the road. And even when it does happen, you can decide what that relationship's going to look like. I mean, do you want to have a one-on-one -on -one monogamous relationship? Do you want to keep options open? What is it that you want to do? Because at the end of the day, you're going to be the guy that's spoiled for choice, right? Because you've got options. You've got multiple women. Mm -hmm. my, my case is that like on like for example on uh, on some of these dating apps the success rate in terms of like making matches it's uh, mm -hmm. it can be up there but in terms of where those conversations go going forward or mm -hmm. just the interest level it's typically like i'm not sure if, if it's just like the um like if the market is oversaturated so to speak so you have a lot more whether it's on both sides there's more options for people to pick and choose from 
So it comes down to how do you differentiate yourself? And one of it, of course, from what you've been talking about is leveling up yourself and being the best you can be and everything else that kind of comes along with it. Mm. But um, in, in on dating apps in general, it just seems like that, that there's so many people that are, that are on there to differentiate yourself further. Yeah. You saw some of the complaints that some of these women had on the dating apps earlier mm-hmm. on in the show where they're talking about like a 4% close rate where I went on, I don't know, anywhere from 50 to 780 dates. You can't get the truth out of them sometimes even with the math. But, um, so how, how old are you? Let's start with a few stats. 33. And what do you do for a living? Uh, work as a PM project manager. P- project manager. Okay. And as far as income in the percentage brackets, like where are you at? Uh, West where coast. Live? I'm in the, uh, six figures. Okay. So top 40%, 30%, like high six figures, low six top, figures, like where are you top, at? Top 10%. Okay. So top 10%. Mm-hmm. Um, where in the West coast are you? Uh, Vancouver. Okay. So you're in Canada. Um, how tall are you? Six feet. What do you weigh? Uh, two twenty. You look a little bit heavy in the face and neck. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, that's going to give you an advantage if you can lose that, you know, like that round is like you actually become more handsome when you lose the weight. Like I got Jaron here in the, um, waiting area and he used to be a fat dude. Right. And he became incredibly like way better looking, losing all the fat on his face. Like when you look at the pictures of the heavier version of himself, he didn't look good at all. Like as soon as you start to get your, get yourself down to a heavy, like reasonable weight at six foot two twenty, you probably are going to look better around 190, 195 pounds. Mm-hmm. Even if you're like muscular too. So that's going to help you a hell of a lot because again, I mean, like if you want to be the one that's going to be choosing, like, are you looking for a girlfriend? You looking for mother stock? Like, what's the plan? Are you want to have kids? Like, what are you trying to do? Uh, want to go out, want to go the LTR, the LTR route want to have kids at some point in time, but at this okay, on the so, flip side, don't just want to knock anybody up any either. It's just, okay. you know, want to have that proper, proper household, so to speak. Yeah. So like Axel, like I'll put it straight to you. Like you're a good looking guy. Like you've got, you know, like a good look, you got nice hair, your, you know, your facial hair fills in nice. You lose that 20 to 30 pounds of like fat that you're carrying around. Start you know, looking a lot more masculine, muscular, strong, confident, standing up straight when you approach women, when you've got dates going on, when you're swiping. Like if you're going to use dating apps, it's almost all photography. If you don't have good photographs of yourself, women aren't going to swipe right. It's not about your personality. It's not about anything else. Like 90, 95% of their, of their swiping habits is based on generally the first picture. And if you don't have a good first picture, and a guy like me comes along, bald dude with a nice beard, fucking, you know, with a great first picture, guaranteed that I'll get the right swipe and you won't. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter that I'm older. Doesn't matter they don't have any hair. I can, I can take dope ass pictures and get matches all day long if I want them, right? So, I mean, I talk about that in my book, right? Like there's an entire chapter that talks about those details, the kind of photographs to have, you know, where you want to place and what kind of bio. But it's just a numbers game. And you got a bit of work to do in yourself. Like if you rate yourself on a scale of one to 10 with 10 being the absolute best version of yourself and one being the worst version, where do you put yourself? Oh, definitely six right now. Okay. And I tell, and I tell guys not to date if they're a seven or lower, like don't even use dating apps if you're a seven or lower, cause you're going to get shit results. So if you're placing yourself at a six and you know, to be fair, most guys are pretty tough on themselves, right? You know, when they come to rate it, like guys tend to rate themselves lower. Women tend to rate themselves higher. <laughs> you see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. No, it's true. <laughs> You yeah. got, you got Torsha here in the chat saying that you're an eight. Okay. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. So Thank you. like, 
yeah, do you have some work to do? For sure. You know, like you're you're kind of coming at it from a scarcity mindset, like how do I get the girlfriend? And it really should be like, okay, well, how do I get the girls to date me and then start asking me questions like where do we stand? And then putting myself in a position where I've got to choose between Becky, Sarah, and you know, Crystal or whatever. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there's a little bit of confidence missing there for you. Somebody just said it here in the chat, you know, you need a little bit a little bit more confidence all right no good to hear good uh good words for sure so i'll take take that and uh run with it yeah you'll be fine bro you'll be fine cool yeah guys it's amazing how much better you can do especially if you're on dating apps if you have good photographs very good photographs and you're in great shape you'll you'll get matches all day long jc uh rich i left because of my id uh but could you answer my question earlier about spinning plates when you have cold sores? Is it even possible? Cold sores? I didn't see anything about cold sores and spinning plates. Uh, Miguel, mom sold the house. Should quality? No. Punish behavior. Where's the cold sore question? Sorry, man. Sometimes uh, these escape me. Let me see if I can find it. So I guess your question is, can you spin plates if you're dating? No, I, I mean, look. Chicks, chicks are going to look at a dude with cold sores and be like, okay, he's got herpes. That's gross. Um, she's not going to really want to see you or be intimate with you if she's afraid that she's going to get what you got. Um, there's probably treatments for that, man. You know, do some Googling. But um, try if you want. But I don't think women are going to want to make out with a dude that's got shit on their mouth. Just saying. Uh, Jaron, what's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going? I wanted to really address that Miguel question because that's something a lot of guys reach out to me directly for, whether it's in DMs or on my channel or they email me. And I think a lot of people, when they first find the red pill, they're like, mm -hmm. okay, aha, there's this new awakening. They, they see the world for what it really is, but then they don't necessarily in internalize it. They, they view it like an ideology, almost like a religion, and they fall into mm -hmm. the dogma of it. And so now, now when they go out, they're like, oh, well, this chick's just going to monkey branch, or this chick's just going to do me wrong, or, or she gets on her phone. Oh, this chick must be texting another guy. Now, that yep. doesn't mean that she's not. She very well could be, but a lot of guys fall into these, into these ideologies, like the red pill dogma is what I call it, and then they uh, essentially turn into a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like, really, and Rich, you, you've nailed it a few times on, on the show tonight. It doesn't take that much effort to get laid. And you can see I, I've been lighting up the chat comments all night with like this this chick in New York who is, I mean, you, you said it, average at best. And these guys are sending her money and stuff. That's your mm -hmm. competition. Like guys yeah. that are watching this, this channel or watching this show, they should see the proof is in the pudding. Like this is what you're up against. And there's really not a lot of competition. The bar is so low that you don't have to be an Andrew Tate to get laid. Like these chicks are out there banging someone. Chicks like sex as much as guys. Yeah, do, the so. dude's comment was was basically like he's getting zero dates. He's like, I've taken the red pill. I, I've seen what Andrew Tate says. Sounds right to me, but I'm getting zero dates. And if that's the case, it's a you problem. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly it. Because really, I mean, we, we know with the liberalization or the deregulation of the sexual market that chicks are just giving this stuff away for free. I mean, they're they're handing out sex like it's Halloween candy. That's really not that tough. And that's something I went through too. I, mm -hmm. Like I always tell guys in your community, Rich, that a lot of times your game gets ahead of you. You start seeing results like the chicks are more eager to meet you. They put up less resistance. Uh, they become more attractive. And you're like, whoa, what the hell? And then you have to take a step back and be like, oh, you know, I've been put... I've been putting in the hours, I've been putting in the reps, I've been doing the work, and then the winds start getting bigger and more frequent, 
and with less upfront investment. And you have to take a step back like, oh, shit, I'm at this level now. And mm -hmm. I think that's what, uh, part of the process that a lot of these guys miss is they read the books. Uh, you call them red pill masturbators. They watch all the content. Yeah. They get involved in the who's who in the space like it's a WWE or WWF if you're older like me. Uh, type program, but they don't really go out there and actually like put in the reps and try to figure out the texting sequence and figure out logistics and figure out retention. And it really it is an entire process. But once you get it down, then it's kind of just automatic. Um, and a big thing too, a lot of you guys live in really rural areas. Um, if you're going to be um, if you're going to be the architect of your own life, you have to start constructing your life in a way that makes sense for you. Like if you like female attention, then go to a larger uh, density population area. If you live in like rural Southeast Idaho, like my, my little brother does, uh, there's not, a, there's not a lot of options there. I mean, I was there, I got like three matches. I think they're all single moms. One of them agreed to meet up and then she bailed on me. Like I didn't take that personally. Matters, you just realize yeah. it's a crap market. Yeah. yeah. Geolocation matters. But I mean, it just, it really just boils down to if you're not getting good results out of life, there's something wrong with your belief system and the choices that you make every day. I've talked about this many, many times. Resu like I can always tell what somebody's belief system and choices look like by looking at the results. That's why when a guy says to me, you know, I watch Andrew's stuff and I get zero dates and I've taken the red pill. What's, you know, what's up? Like, uh, am I destined to sort of like whatever? It's like, okay, let's start with you and what you're doing and, you know, what choices you make and what your belief system says about you. Right. Because if you're not getting any results, there's something there. There's something missing. And it's like, dude, this is the only time that you can call in and get me for free. OK, yeah. you go to my coaching links. I ain't cheap. Like I deal with high level dudes. Those are the guys that, you know, book me privately. Some of them watch and like, I don't want to expose myself. I have private life. They book me privately. They pay me a lot of money. This is a free show. You can call in at any time. Honestly, use it to your advantage. You help me make content. I help you out while we make content together. It's as simple as that. That's yeah, how we I mean, get to the bottom of problems. That's really what it comes down to. And I know, you know, we, we haven't pitched it tonight, but like, guys, join the groups. There's the top 1% group, top 10% group. Get in there, start doing the work, start networking with guys that are on the same page as you. And Rich, since I've gotten into your top 1% group, like my mindset, because you, everyone has self-limiting beliefs, but then when you hang out with guys in person, you're like, oh, this guy's just like me, but he like made a hundred million dollars. How many, like, well, I can how, do it. How many guys have we seen over the last couple of years been like, dude, like since I got in and I put in the work and I applied it to my life, things have gotten better. There's, you know, there's people that are just not ever going to get there. Like I, I see guys that come and go, like they'll, They'll come in, fly on the wall. They don't do anything. They don't show up for the meetups. They don't do any work on themselves. And then they go and like, oh, this bullshit didn't work out. It's like, yeah, well, what time did you put in? Like, what work did you do on yourself, bro? Yeah. And one, one last thing I tell guys, like cut out the noise too. So like if you're watching, I, I know there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of creators in this type of niche space. If you're watching something that makes you feel pissed off, then one, it's probably true. So that's like where you need to start first. Like when yeah. I was obese, people would call me fat and it really hurt my feelings. Well, it's true. Like now if someone calls me fat, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I ate some cookies last night or, you know, like, went out drinking. I'm a little bloated, but like it's nothing I can get rid of in like two or three days on a very strict diet. But yeah. if you're watching something and you're pissed off, it's probably ringing true. And also don't carry that into your dates, because even if you think you can like hide it, like tuck it down, drink it, drown it out, whatever, women are are wired to feel. They can feel what you feel. And it's it, once you start getting more experience and getting some more wins with women, you'll realize this, that they can feel your emotional state. So you're not fooling anyone. Um, a lot of times, even when I go on the dating apps, if I'm having a shitty day, then I won't go on the dating apps and start replying to girls because I will read into what they're texting me in a different way than what I would if I were in a good mood. So after the gym, first thing, like first morning walk, after like maybe a big one at 
work or something, then then get on the dating apps when you're feeling good about yourself and going on the dates. If you're just in a crap mood, then you're probably going to blow it out. And again, that goes back to that red pill self-fulfilling prophecy that I think a lot of guys fall into and they don't be on with realize later? they are. Uh, I'm sorry? Are you going to be on with Moff later? Um, I think I think he's going more solo now. Um, and I'm starting to, I'm doing some work on my channel, taking a different okay, direction. Cool. But I would like to collaborate with him more. I was looking today. Some of my best videos are the ones where I collaborate with Moff. So. All right. Well, hit up uh, Jaron on Instagram. You see his uh, handle there. Uh, I'm going to grab Austin here in the waiting area before I wrap up. And then I'm going to throw it off to Moff's uh, show. So I'll talk to you in a bit, Jaron. All right. Cheers, Rich. All right, brother. Take care. Thanks. Uh, Austin, what's up, buddy? Hey, brother. How you doing, Rich? Good, man. I got like five minutes for you before we got to wrap up. All right, cool. I'll keep it quick. So kind of similar to you, and I kind of got into the corporate world pretty young, and I've been working at the same company since I was 17, and I'm almost 25, and I just now reached that six-figure threshold, and I just can't help but have this entrepreneurial itch, and I just don't know when I should jump ship, you know? Like, I have a bunch of ideas and things that I want to do, but I am keep making money for the man, mm. and it's not doing it for me anymore. Did you ever run a business when you were younger, teenager, you know, young kid, cut grass, shovel driveways, deliver newspapers, return bottles, anything like that? A little bit. I did a little bit of uh, subcontracting work, like digging ditches and stuff, nothing extravagant. So what's pissing you off? You just see yourself like lining their boss's pocket with gold and nothing's good happening for you? Well, I work for one of the biggest companies in the world and I'm an account executive and they paid mm -hmm. for my college tuition, my four-year degree, don't have any student loans. Okay. But like, I'm just thinking like, I want to do something for myself, like making all this money just doesn't do it for me. You know, like I want to be my own. Hey, look, man, I gotcha. I gotcha. So, um, are you newer to my channel? No, no, no. I've been a watcher for you probably two years now. And I've also, so I have a course, I don't know if you've heard about the school of entrepreneurship. I have actually, yeah, it opens back up in what December probably late December, I'm going to open it back up again. I would, I would grab the course material. There's a lot of lectures on there that'll, that'll help you understand the kind of business that you want to set up, the kind of business that you want to stay away from. A lot of the mechanics that most people generally don't talk about. I mean, look, I mean, you can find pretty much anything on the internet for free if you watch enough videos, but you might go through weeks or months worth of shit to find the stuff that I've put together and distilled. And it's all from experience. It's like stuff that actually works. Um, I'm one of the few guys out there that actually talks about stuff that actually works. A lot of people talk theory and shit, but if you grab that in December, you'll get the course material. You'll get me on a monthly basis for zoom calls. Um, you know, everybody can call in, ask questions live. It's private. It's on zoom, but I mean, like you can call and ask questions about what's going on with the business that you might be running, thinking about running maybe even five months down the road, you still have access to the material and the zoom calls. You can hop in at any time. That's what I would do if you feel the itch to do something yourself, right? I mean, if you're if you're getting frustrated working for somebody else and you don't like the corporate culture, you don't like where it's going, you feel like you're destined for more, then that's a pretty good sign that you should start your own business. Um, I would I would start by reading Richard Branson's Losing My Virginity. It's a biography, just to kind of get some mindset on it. It's old. You know, it's an old book um, and his his strategies aren't what matter. It's the mindset behind the strategies, why he did the things that he did, you know, why you take the risks that you take, um, why you don't let obstacles fall in your way and just sit there and cry like a little bitch. You have to figure out a solution to it because most businesses, like most successful entrepreneurs that I know specifically, you know, to the point, the most useful skill they have is problem solving skills. It's not... Yeah how to do accounting, how to deal with lawyers. I, I have modules in my course that deal with all that stuff, 
But um, here, I'll put up the, the banner here because I got the, the other ticker showing. So if you get on my email list, when I open the course, you will get notified there on the email list. So it's just entrepreneursandcars.com forward slash red dead flash, red dash flags. You can get the free chapter for my book on red flags when you opt into the list and you'll be notified when the course opens and the details around it. So does that help? Yeah. And let me ask you this. So in my role, like I do pretty well, I'm in sales, I'm in service sales, uh, B2B sales pretty much mm. exclusively. I work for UPS, actually I'm an account executive for them. But like I'm at the point now where I can do my job in under 30 hours a week. I mean, mm. and it's six figure income, it's entry level six figure income, but six figures at 24 years old is still not bad. Any way you look at it, yeah, you think it's something that I should keep as long as I can manage the time threshold and then put like an extra 30 hours towards my own business. Or do you think that if I want to go in business for myself, I should just, you know, get rid of this and go. Do you have any other obligations? You got a wife and kids or anything like that? Nothing. No, you got all the no time in the world. Either. You're young. Yeah. You're you know you're full of piss and vinegar. You got all the time in the world. I mean, you could chase a bunch of girls. Like that's what a lot of guys do. It doesn't do it for me, Rich. Good. So you know, like lean into figuring something out. Nine out of ten times you're going to fail. Pretty much everything you do, the, you know, the first time probably won't work out. I'm not saying you won't knock it out of the park on the first try, but you know, being resilient and like a winner is just a loser that got back up again. That's Very all true. a winner is, you know, like every single entrepreneur could write a book and title it the world's biggest loser because they've got so many losses stacked up behind them that they're standing on that lets them be the winner that they are today. You see what I'm saying? So true. it's like 100%. study, study greatness. Um, check out the biography that I mentioned. I would grab the course material when it launches again in December. Uh, you got loads of time. Just, you know, study the biography that I mentioned. If you want another one, another one uh, that's good is probably I would do the everything store, which is basically about Jeff Bezos and Amazon. Okay. It's a little bit longer, but it's, it's pretty intense, right? Like it's a different kind of business from Branson's um, Virgin Empire, but it just kind of gives you some sense about what's involved with being an entrepreneur. Cause it's not rainbows and butterflies. Like everybody's like, Oh, I'm an entrepreneur. Like I'm a boss now and shit like that. It's like, yeah, wait till you're wide awake at three o'clock in the morning. Cause you got to sue your best friend. Cause he fucked you over. Ooh. Right. Yeah. Those are real problems. Well, business is a battle, right? But it's like, Hey, look, um, everybody dies, but not everybody lives. And I can tell you that that's a slogan that we came up with on the last rally that we did. Cause we're out there at the top of Whiteface Mountain on a fucking Tuesday like morning or something like that in $300,000 supercars. And we're just looking around. There's nobody else there around us. And we're like, yeah, we're all business owners. We all do what the fuck we want with you know the time that we want. Everybody dies and not everybody lives. So if you want to achieve that level of like excellence, like the pinnacle of Maslow's hierarchy, yeah, um, entrepreneurship's a great path for it. Do it. I encourage right. everybody. Thank you for your time, Rich. I really appreciate it. Take care, Austin. Thank you. Um, let's do this. We're going to wrap up. You're going to check out Moff on stereo. Just go to the stereo app and look for his show M O F F. You can check that out. Um, I've got some more stuff coming out this week on the entrepreneurs of cars channel. Do leave a comment below. And again, get on my email list. If you want to get notified when the course launches and I do send out some random emails from time to time with things that don't end up on the public channels just cause you know, it's an email list and you can say and do different things there. So opt in and we'll see you guys in the next show. Make sure you subscribe. Peace out.